everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. I'm so glad you've taken your time to listen to this podcast. Let me tell you what we're all about. If you work for a church or you volunteer at a church or a ministry or a missions organization or anything like that, listen, there are some unique challenges to serving in a ministry, whether you're on staff or volunteering. We're here at this podcast to help you grow and do that great, not just to grow the ministry that you have to give, but to grow the ministry that you're in so you can be your best. And today we're going over the number one thing you've got to know if you're going to be successful in ministry. As a volunteer or as an employee, if you're going to succeed, you're going to have to have this in your life. No other way around it. And here it is. If you're going to make this work, you're going to have to have a real personal relationship with God. Okay, I'm not just talking about you going up to church or I'm not talking about you just listen to a few podcasts or, or you pray on your way to work or here and there. I'm talking about real life-giving, life-changing relationships that moves in you and helps you be a different person. Now, we're going to look at it, look at this from the word real quick. We're going to see a couple of examples of why this is important. I'm not going to talk about, hey, let's do this and then, you know, see you next podcast. I'm going to say this is how it works. This is how you accomplish it. This is how you know your relationship with God is working. All right, let's get into a couple of things. Listen, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't have that life flowing in you, then you have to live and be subject to everything around you. Okay, if you don't have anything in you that's running your life, that's motivating you, then everything outside is your only source. Man, that is so frustrating. How many of you know you come into your ministry, you find out all, all the songs you plan for Sunday? No, they threw those out the window. All the things that you practice, you, you come in and you find out, you know, you've been going this direction. Your leader says, no, we're going to change direction. It's like, oh my gosh, that frustration starts to set in. That disappointment starts to set in. You start feeling like, man, they don't respect my time. They don't respect, listen. If you have the life of God flowing in you, you do not have to be run by your frustrations and you don't have to be run by your circumstances. Let's look at this in the word. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one through five. This is this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing uh, about to the Corinthians. He's saying, listen, there's this church. I'm, I'm a paraphrase for you. There's this church over at Macedonia and they want to give. They want to give to bless other saints. That's exactly what you're doing in the ministry. You are giving of your life to bless others, to bring them closer to God, to, to increase and grow the vision of the ministry where you're at. And he said, listen, these, these guys over here at Macedonia, they are in a severe trial. They have overwhelming poverty. And yet they are so happy to give. They're giving beyond what they even have. They're doing everything they can, and they are happy about it. Now, this does not make sense. You got some people say, listen, we want to we bless the kingdom of God. We want to do something. We want to get out there, and we want to minister through this church, through this ministry, through your giving. We want to minister how we can to other people. And here's the situation we're in. Everything's going wrong. Everything is broke. And it's not just like, man, I'm having a flat tire. The car burned down and the house where the car was parked burned down. We are, there's nothing left. Everything's broken. All the circumstances are wrong. So how does a people with everything going wrong find it an absolute privilege? And it even says that they begged Paul to let them give. Where do you find that? Well, it's written right there in verse five. It says, Paul said this, and they exceeded our expectations. And this is what they did. 
they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. He said, listen, they didn't just say, hey, we want to do, we want to do, we want to do. Their motivation for looking through all those circumstances, looking past them, throwing that out, discarding all the difficulty they may be in and saying, it is our joy to minister. Their whole motivation started with this. They gave themselves first to God. It was their priority to love and be in relationship with God. That's where that motivation came from. That's why all those circumstances that bounced up against them, oh man, they changed this plan. Oh my gosh, the soundboard, somebody came in and messed it all up at, at, at band practice. Oh, I had planned this lesson for, for, for the kids' church and, and now the kids' pastor wants to change it. And, and pastor gave me all these notes and, and I entered them into the computer and oh man, he changed all his notes this morning, this and that. And all that went out the window. Why? Because they had a relationship with God. None of those circumstances matter. Listen, if you don't have something motivating you on the inside, a real life-giving motivation, you are going to have to live. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to serve by the circumstances you're in. That's going to be what's going to determine everything about your life. It is a faithless life. And that's not what we're going for. Now, listen, let me show you a couple of other areas here. Day, uh, Daniel. I'm going to talk about Daniel. If, if you read the book of Daniel, man, it's just crazy. So here's this guy, man. He, he is he, he is an Israelite. His, his whole nation's been wiped out. He's been taken captive. He was pulled from where he was supposed to be, and he was dropped in this new situation into a culture that's not his, a religion that's not his, a diet and eating the food that's not his, a lifestyle that's not his. Nothing about his circumstances is what he desired. Everything is contrary to where he wanted to be. That's important to know. And this is what happened. Daniel refused to give up on praying every day and honoring God. And because of that, his circumstances became irrelevant to his success. Daniel refused to give up on prayer. We see that as you read the book. That's why they threw Daniel in the lion's den, man. He would not give up on praying. And look at what that did. All the contrary circumstances, the culture of this new, this new uh, nation that he was in, the, the way this new leader, this new king operated, Daniel rose to the top. He succeeded no matter what. And he succeeded. If you look at it, it's because God helped him. Every single step of the way, God was involved. Now, I want to talk about uh, David real quick, and then I'm going to show you something. David, King David, before he was a king, he was a shepherd. Now, he had been anointed king. We know his anointed worship leader, and, and, and he steps up on the battlefield where Goliath is. He looks at this situation. He says, man, this isn't right. He goes and says, hey, King Solomon, I'm going to take this guy out for you. He steps out on that battlefield. Let me tell you something that Daniel and David have in common. It's exactly what you see when Paul was writing to the Corinthians about the church in Macedonia. Exact same thing happened. This is the exact same thing you need in your life. They stepped into circumstances that could have overwhelmed them, but they did not go into those circumstances alone. They brought the power of God with them. Okay, see, Daniel didn't, I mean, David didn't step out on that battlefield and say, I hope God is with me. I hope he might show up. David walked onto that battlefield full of power already. He didn't, he didn't hope for it showed up. He didn't say, man, once I get there, I'll pray. It was in him. 
and it motivated him. And so when he saw those circumstances, he said, these are irrelevant because I know the God that is in me. I know the relationship I have with God. I know what he's done in me when no one is looking. You see, David had already, in watching the sheep, he'd already destroyed lions and bears and tigers, oh my, that all came against those sheep. He said, man, I took care of them by the power of God, but I took care of them. I know what God can do in me because when no one was watching, when I was all alone, I was building my relationship with God. Daniel did not show up as a captive in this land taken by this king and say, I wonder who God is. Maybe I should see. Daniel brought his God. Daniel brought his relationship. Daniel brought his passion for God with him into these contrary circumstances. And God's power flowed out of him and changed everything around him. He was totally blessed no matter what those circumstances were. Same thing that happened. Paul said, listen, the apostle Paul said there in 2 Corinthians, these guys have terrible poverty. Everything's going wrong. And they are begging us for the chance to give. Why? Because they brought their relationship with God into their circumstances. See, when you go into your place of, of ministry and in, in where you're serving at a missions organization, evangelistic association, a church, wherever it is, you have got to bring God with you. You cannot show up and hope he's there so you can use him in that moment to do what you need to do. Okay, it's the difference between showing up and saying, somebody fill my gas tank or filling up your gas tank and then going. You, you need to have that in you, and you can't have that in you if you're not taking time. You can't have that kind of relationship if you're not moving forward. Over in Luke chapter 10, if you've been around church at all, you've heard the story of Mary and Martha. And, and, and here's Martha. She's welcomed these people in her house, and she's preparing. And she, uh, she welcomed Jesus, his disciples. She's preparing all this food, and Mary, her sister, is not helping. Mary is sitting down at the feet of Jesus, and she's learning. And Jesus, uh, Martha comes in. She's like, I don't like this, Jesus. You better get up and reprimand Mary. She ain't doing the right thing. I need you to get involved here. And Jesus said, Martha, you're concerned about wrong things. Says you're, you're troubled about many things, but Mary's chosen the good thing to concern herself about. This is what I need to ask you. Are you concerning yourself with what Jesus wants you concerned with? Okay, you can... Think about the ministry all day long. You can pray about it all day long. You can plan about it all day long. You can create a to-do list. But how much time have you taken to just work on your personal relationship with God? Now, let me, let me tell you a couple of things. A personal relationship with God is a relationship. It grows over time. If you, if you know anybody who's married or if you're married yourself, here's the deal. You went out on one date. That date was not the perfect date, all right? I've been married now for almost 24 years. I can tell you right now that my relationship with my wife today is way different than my relationship with her on day one, okay? Our first date was not the final resting place of our relationship. It grows over time. The only reason it grows is because we stay with it, okay? That's why. If your relationship with God is going to grow, you're going to have to be consistent, you're going to have to do this consistently and often, and here's what you need to do. You're going to have to make time. Take it out of your schedule. 
You're going to have to wake up early. You're going to stay up late. You're going to have to turn down going out to eat after church or doing something. And you're going to have to get alone with God and begin to pray, begin to worship, begin to read your Bible, not just to get through the daily reading plan that you may be following, but for this purpose alone, to learn who he is and who you are to him. I'm talking about a real relationship with God. And it's, I know it sounds, hey, I'm in the ministry and I'm saved. Of course, I have a relationship with God. Listen, I have been employed at a church for 24 years. I have come across so many people at different churches, different organizations, and they are Christians, but they do not have a real relationship with God. Now, they're wonderful people. They even live clean, but there's no real life in them. God is a portion of their life instead of the source of it. And here's a couple of things you, if you're having, if you're spending time with God and say, Chad, I think I'm doing it right, but, but how would I know? Let me give you a couple of things real quick. Can you write down what you learned about God in the last 48 hours? In the last two days in your time with God, can you write anything down that says, this is what I learned about him? This is what I saw as I read the word. As I was praying, he spoke this to me about himself. Not just, hey, I asked God, you know, about should I buy this car or should I do this? And he answered me. I'm saying, what did you learn about him? You see, I can know everything about my wife. I can know her favorite color and I can know this and that. But if I've got real, no real relationship with her, I won't really know who she is. I may know how she reacts here and there. And I may know some of her preferences, but I won't really know her closely. Second thing, let me ask you this. Can you tell me what God has you working on in your personal life? What right now are you trying to get out of your life? And what right now are you trying to get into your life? See, I've got some things the Holy Spirit said, hey, Chad, you're going to need to move these behaviors out. And you're going to need to move them out so you can make room for these new behaviors, these new things that are going to help you grow and increase. Do you have anything you're working on? Do you have anywhere you're studying the word to grow in? Hmm. And here's the last one. Your personal relationship with God ought to be making it difficult for you to tolerate sin in your life. Listen, I, this, is, this is one of those that drives me crazy because I get around so many Christians and they're like, man, I love God. And I was spending time in prayer and amen and this and that. And I've been studying my word and I read these three books by John Bevere and they were awesome. And I learned so much. And then I went out and I watched Game of Thrones. I watched the whole season and it was full of cussing and GD and the F word and nudity and rape scenes. And man, it was an awesome show. Does that sound normal to you? But I hear Christians talking like that all the time. This is one I hear. I hear from, from, from people who volunteer. I even hear it from church staff members. Man, uh, 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 I, I'm hoping, you know, we, I'm ready for these meetings because, you know, it's going to be a great time with God. And it's been so hard for me over the last week. I haven't been able to spend any time in prayer. So I'm really looking forward to these meetings. I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Did you eat? Did you breathe? Did you go to the restroom? So all the essential things in your life, you actually still did last week, even though you were busy, but God was not essential. That's why you didn't do anything about that. Now, listen, I'm not trying to run you down. I'm not trying to condemn you. I want you to listen. You're not going to make it in ministry if you have to make it on your own mental capacity and your own soul and your own circumstances. It's going to drag you down. This is why. People get burnout. 
and people begin to hate ministry and people walk away forever because they lose their connection with God. And if you don't have a personal connection with God, ministry is just a job. Here is the one thing you've got to know. If you're going to make it in ministry as serving, as as a volunteer, as a staff member, you need a deep personal relationship with God. It's got to be real. It's got to be fruitful. You've got to be growing and it has to be intentional. Okay. If you don't have a plan to spend time with God, then you're not being intentional. Planning is proof of intentions. No one built, no one creates a house plan that doesn't plan to build one. How are you planning your time with God? Because that's the number one thing you need to be doing. And if you do, this, this is the deal. Man, ministry is going to be a blessing to you. All those circumstances and those things are going to come. And man, you're going to bust right through it. Your leaders are going to see that. And they're going to go, man, that person over there, they're consistent. No matter what life throws at them, no matter what the ministry throws at them, they just, man, they're just blazing on. And that's what you want. You don't want to let your circumstances control you. And, and shortcomings and bad attitudes from other people, man, you want to walk through with peace, with joy, with strength, so that you're, you're heart and the gifts in you are coming out and they're unhindered. Man, that's what you need. That's what your ministry needs. Your relationship with God is the first step in that. If you don't have that, nothing else will work. Listen, this is what the Ministry Staff Podcast is all about, helping you succeed in your ministry life. And I hope today's podcast was a blessing to you. I hope it didn't bother you too much. Listen, if you learned something, if if you felt something in your heart you need to do, here's what you need to do. Put this podcast on pause. Go write it down. Go write it down right now. Just just check out of the podcast. We'll, we'll let you listen to the next one. That'll be awesome. Just go write it down and get to it. Now, listen, we're going to keep on going with this time and time again. We've got many things. The next podcast is the second most important thing you're going to need to know if you're going to succeed serving in a ministry. And that's what we're, we're doing on our next podcast. Listen, if you've got a question for us or you want to know more information about the podcast, check it out on our website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Yes, it's a long name, but you can't hardly get it wrong. Ministrystaffpodcast.com. So jump on there, send us an email, send us a message uh, uh, with your questions or comments, uh, hate mail, love mail, e- either way, it's fine, either way. And I'm glad you listened to this podcast today. Do not miss number two. Next podcast, the second most important thing you need to know about succeeding in ministry.